Welcome to another episode of Lifelong Learner. This is the Out of Class Edition with Ben, Janesh, and Matt. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lifelong Learner. I feel like this is the traveling road show and everyone's been everywhere and I've been still here. Um, Matt and Ben, welcome. Mate, it's good to see you. Look, you have been somewhere. You look like you're on the Days of Our Lives set. You have from <laughs> filter running today. No, mate, it's just um, just my, today. My, my morning uh, my morning skin routine. Uh, you know, it just uh, gives me this glowing appearance each day, mate. It's just it's natural. I wake up like this. It's a strong filter. There we go. Maddie, where are so, you, mate? Where? What's in your background, mate? Can I? I can. Yeah, oh, go on. on. One more time, eh? Yeah. Let's give it a go. I'm in Lombok. Finally, Lombok's a little island off the coast of Bali. About half an hour flight, or if you're Ryan, a two-hour um, fast boat. And so, let's flip it around for you. This is the office this morning. There's the View. So that's all of Cooter. Oh, hang on. We're just perched on this little hill. Hang on, hang on. Over Lombok? Is that, is Cooter a different Yes. Yeah. No, Cooter, Lombok is, it has, similar to Bali, just means beach. So, oh. um, it's, yeah, exactly the same. They have uh, Cooter, Lombok is very similar to Cooter, Bali. Wow. That's the, uh, that's, that's the view. Terrible. It's terrible. No, it's, that's shocking. It's horrible, isn't it? Look at all those clouds so, in the background. Oh, awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's getting better it, as the sun is coming it, up. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, there's room for you in the pool. We could uh, we could do some morning aerobics, water aerobics. Oh, right. When he's coming. Podcast makes us some money somewhere, and so yeah. then we'll do a tax-deductible road trip podcast. Oh, we should. We really business. should. We could do a business trip, the podcast business special. Oh, we can still make it deductible, in. but nothing's making us money at the moment. So we can still make it deductible mm. <laughs> for just coming out of our own pocket. Can, can we do some product placement? What beer company can we promote? Is there any coffee we can promote? Oh, how do we do Bintang beer. Bintang, right? Bintang. Yeah. Mate, could you speak to the Bintang people while you're over there? Get us a deal. I'll have a chat to them. Mm. Okay, I'd say, look, we're global, we're international, we're all mm. over. Mm-hmm. They haven't actually busted into the Australian market, have they? Do they sell Big Tang there? I don't think so. No. Opportunity. Maybe we're something. Opportunity. <laughs> hey, I've got this great idea about uh, crypto. You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel, I feel like you're setting setting something up here. Crypto is like a, a decentralized currency. What, what, what? Why are you laughing, Janesh? What's going uh, on? It's a, it's a bit of an inside one, and I think the podcast would definitely not go to air if I shared what I was about to share. <laughs> we, we were talking about ideas on Monday over breakfast over uh, what is potentially possible in the crypto world. Um, yeah. it might be, you might be able to go to air soon if I work out if it's possible or not. But oh, we get to go to air. Yeah. If, 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 oh, for sure. 
for sure. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Hey, uh, Matty, it's so good to see you in Lombok. I just feel a sense of the world is a better place. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fact that you can be oh. there, I feel... Um, I, I feel the world's a better place. I feel like this morning I woke up to the news that Dan Andrews has, has um, removed mask wearing for kids in primary school when they come back from school holidays uh, because of the surprising research that children are having developmental issues, psychological issues, because they're wearing masks at school. So I've got a question. How do, how do they not how do they not fucking foresee that? <laughs> like... They go, um, like, kids wearing I, masks we, in school is fucking <laughs> stupid. Um, but also the whole, um, for the teachers as well, to try and manage the classroom with uh, with kids wearing masks on. Like, how do you, how do they not think that was not going to happen? And the responsibility that puts on teachers, if the kid's not wearing the mask and, you know, there is a, what we call a breakthrough infection because the kids, of course, are all quadruple vaxxed. Um, that there would be a breakthrough infection in those kids and the kid wasn't wearing a mask, well, then what's the responsibility of the, of the teacher around that? And I mean, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And I'll be interested, Janesh, to see, is there a shift in, in the kids you see in the summit over the next year or two uh, mm. as the kids start coming through? Uh, do, you, do you see a difference in their behaviour? Mm, there already has been. There's been um, interesting enough where kids have come to camp and they haven't gone to school yet. They'd rather go to camp, but they don't want to go to school. Like this whole uh, isolation has changed their behaviour, right, from last year, a lot of the homeschooling. A um, lot of kids that have either changed school or gone into um, high school this year, so going into year seven. Um, some of them are like, oh, nope, I don't want to go. I'll do home learning. Uh, but funny enough, they will come to camp um, where they can feel – I don't know why – you can speculate why I would say potentially they can feel like they can be themselves, they can go outside, they can actually be a kid again and without, like you're outside, you don't wear masks, you don't wear, it's actually getting outside, getting dirty, playing a little bit more after, again, the couple of years that everyone's had. Um, yeah, definitely definitely different. Um, definitely speaking to teachers, they're, they're noticing uh, different levels of maturity of, of students coming through in terms of their just their social behaviours and social awkwardness and um, all ages like so not just primary school but high school as well the two years impacting their social awareness um, and they're like hey look these guys won't listen because they're just they're used to just clicking mute on their screen and doing whatever they want and they're just harder to, to manage sometimes or vice versa where they it's crickets and they don't really want to talk. Mm-hmm. Ash, um, one of one of Janesh's coaches, Ash, is, was saying to me that um, she's noticed. Yeah, she said different breed was her word. She said like these got the the team are so well drilled on you know social skills and communication skills and and strategies to help break down those barriers. And she was saying next level uncert, um, desperation for certainty. Next level. So 45 questions before they've even left the room where we do the welcome, 45 questions and what, what's, what, and where do we, and, and where do I get this and, and, and what time will this be? And, and, and after that activity, just 
desperation. Um, mm. Desperate plea for certainty to the point where they can't connect unless they know that this, 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 you know, the next seven steps, zero resilience around the unknown, which, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, when you're constantly bombarded with numbers, you know, what you should do, the five rules, they've been programmed and conditioned to be fearful of every second unless they have the answer. And oh, mm. it's hard enough to educate as it is without having to deal with some of those, you know, the thousand crappy things that get in the way of actual education, the fear, the, this is before COVID and now it just seems from a, a you know conversation with her that's been exacerbated to an extreme level. Extreme level. Mm. Interesting. Terrible. Uh, I, I was I was running the other morning and it was, you know, it's like eight thirty in the morning. I was running down this this trail that runs along the road. Nobody there's nobody around except for this one young guy walking towards me. Uh, and he must have been eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Uh, uh, black hoodie on hoodie on and a black face mask. In the middle of nowhere, uh, and I'm seeing a little bit more of that, where people don't. There's, all, there's absolutely no need to wear a mask. Mm. Uh, my internet connection just played up there. Mm-hmm. Back again. Yeah, you're back. You're back. Yeah, I'm back again. We could, we could hear your voice. I'm back again. Um, yes, you're back. You're back. <laughs> you're back, Matt. Oh, cool. Absolutely no need to. <laughs> and there are uh, absolutely no need to wearing a mask. Um, yeah. They're covered there uh, to not go. Benny, your internet uh, connection, right? You are spotty. You're spotty. Matt, how does Matt have better? How does Matt have better in, uh, connection on an island in Indonesia, and you're in an affluent area in Victoria, mate? And you are frozen on the screen, and we can't hear you. Mate, it, that is it's funny that you say that, Janesh. This is the best internet I've had. Oh, in it two is. Two months of traveling, traveling across Australia. This is the best. Right. And you know how much it cost me? Five bucks. Right. Fifty gig. Benny, are you, are you back with us? Have you fixed the internet there on the peninsula? I'm, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. Uh, I, 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 was I was just saying, um, I was chatting with someone and they were saying uh, that they're noticing people that, that are putting headphones in, which was, all, which was always a social blocker. Mm, like put your headphones yeah. in. You can't hear anyone. And also people go, oh, they've got headphones in. I won't engage with them because mm-hmm. they can't hear me. They're doing that, and they're putting the mask on. Now they can they can be they can go out in public and not engage at all. Yeah, that that means zero spatial awareness as well. Like from a like, you can't sense enemies if your sight's gone and half your face is covered up. It it's mind blowing. I tell you what, it was super interesting for me. You know, when you arrive somewhere new, there's the the COVID dance, there's the that that conversation. What are the rules in the area? Mm. Mate, last night I'm trying to work out what the rules are here. What like, are Bobby, the rules there? Yeah, got explain to me, boys. I just don't want to embarrass myself. You know, I want to make a good impression. I've just got here. Do I wear a mask inside? Do it. They go, Maddie, you just carry on with your life. We don't do any of that. 
we don't we just we just do our thing and the, and we carry on there's no news they're not watching the news they're you know I'm general I think this is my friendship group but they're like Lombok is just it's, it's no different to how it was we just carry on we do our thing um, you know it, it's just it's just a different thing here you know I think um, you know they're saying look some old people did die but old people are dying you know this sounds harsh but they're dying anyway the guys mm-hmm. are like life life goes on here like you know it's it's raw and it's it, there's just there's no no fear mm-hmm. they're just like nah we carry on Bobby was saying that at the beginning in 2021 they were chilling on the beach like they always do at about 9 o'clock at night and the army came around and they said you've got to go to bed uh, curfew. curfew go to bed and they and the guys are still sitting on the beach went what no we're not we're not doing that and the guy's like no you you have to you you do have to go and he, and they're like when no we're not going sorry and <laughs> refused mm-hmm. um you know what i can gather is that this is so remote and it really is there's not a lot of people um particularly now not not like bali where it's, you know thousands and thousands of people in tiny little space it's very spread out. So what I can gather is that at the beginning they, they tried, but they relaxed it and didn't bother enforcing it too much just because there's just so much space here, I would assume. Um, and so it doesn't, the risk is probably really low. It's 31 degrees every day. It's 31 degrees in the water. It's sunny. It's one of the most sunny places in Indonesia. Uh, so I think... Mate, uh, I've got to tell you, i got to tell you, I'm, I'm looking at you and hearing you talk and I'm smelling barley. <laughs> like, you know, there's a smell. There's a bit of. There's always a bit of burning off somewhere. Uh, yep. There's that kind of tropical plant smell. Mate, you're going to uh, be looking at flights straight after this, aren't you? Mate, I, I am seriously going to be looking at some flights. Boys, I tell you what. So I, I represent. I think I'm a stereotypical Aussie, and this place was born out of an Australian on a motorbike with a surfboard exploring the coast. And, and from them, a few years of them, more and more of them, then suddenly, you know, the next layer of tourists and then the next layer. And then eventually after five, six years of all starting with the, you know, the explorer, um, surfer, then suddenly you have the mainstream mm. starting to come. And so I'm riding around yesterday and I'm one of the only white guys was, on a motorbike. I was going to ask you, what is, what is the tourist like at the moment? Is it still dead quiet or what's it, is it, what is it like? Very, very quiet. Um, Bali, oh my gosh, I wish is I got he? more footage. No, Poppy Lane 2, so Kuda, um, Legian Street, mm-hmm. you know, Sky Garden, that place where you know, um, schoolies and the Australians have made a horrific name for themselves, Bing Tang Australians, millions of people. There wasn't a single person. I went down the street, not a single person. All those shops, wow. shut. Wow. Um, we were walking down the middle of the street and, you know, three years ago, there was a thousand scooters. You couldn't even cross the road. One... One per just me and Kat walking down the middle of the road. Wow! I was talking to Ryan, who our friend who's just uh, also just come over to, to Bali. He's staying over at the Mulia, fancy five star hotel in in the Nusa Dua zone. Um, it's a big hotel. Like this is a big. I don't know that that they've got to be five 
800, wow. 900, 1,000, 1,000. Yeah, like it's a, it's a big hotel. Yeah. No, four swimming pools. Yeah, like incredible. It's an incredible place. Um, 10 people. 10, well, yeah. 10 people, not 10 rooms, 10 people in the entire hotel. But here's the scary thing. Are you ready for the scary thing? Okay. They're doing buffet breakfast every morning. <laughs> like the, the big, like, and this is a fancy hotel. Now, to be fair, Ryan said that, you know, two of the, two of the stations are closed, but a full laid out. Can you imagine like those big pots full of bacon and you, browns? It's and cheaper to like still go order, stuff, order what you want. Food. Just go, Hey, look, order what you want. Um, and we'll, 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 we'll make it up. That's crazy. They've got, uh, Ryan was saying he was the only person in the pool swimming up to the to the pool bar. <laughs> five five barmen at the pool bar to serve him, and he's the only person. He could, he's looking around. There's only him swimming in the pool, and the only person inside. Five people behind the bar, and he said, and there were five people walking around the pool. In case you put your hand up, can I get a drink? And he was the yep. only one. It's a zombie apocalypse. It's quite and and it, it is absolutely that vibe. And eighty percent of their GDP comes from tourism. Eighty mm. percent. So how are they going? I mean, you obviously haven't had much time to catch up with everyone yet. But, but mate, how are they all? How are the locals? I, I we've just been in Lombok very briefly, but. They're just carrying on with life. Life is normal. The only pain point they have, this is what they said to me, um, the only pain point and the only reason we know something's happening is our businesses are, are bombing. Mm-hmm. There's nobody here. That's the only reason. That's the only pain point, the only concern. Um, you know, everything else is the same. Um, the, the ocean's better. You know, they're like the surface. Right? It's amazing. Um, and I think that's what I'm getting at, that when I was riding around on this motorbike, I could see hope in people's eyes. I could see this disbelief because they're like, they know. The phone going, I saw a white man. I saw a white man. They're coming. Oh, they're like, coming. This, this, this is how it started. You know, 15 years ago, This, I rem, you can see them remembering. Ah, you know, maybe one, two years, it gets busy after this. It's just the beginning. Um, and people are just super welcoming, so eager to, to chat and practice mm. their English. You can see them going, oh, you just, you represent so much more than just, me, you can see them going. Oh, maybe the chokehold is is going to be let go. You can just, yeah. It, and just my experience has been so much gratitude, and I'm just buzzing on this level of oh my god, appreciation for everything. Mm-hmm. And they're just grateful. And you would think that there'd be desperation um, because there's not. They're just complete poverty, mm-hmm. and and not at all. They, they're so much more eager to chat to you and, and the currency is understanding what's happening. What's happening in Australia? When's everyone going to come? We miss you. You know, we, you know, just beautiful energy. And I feel a sense of... Because they've got strong community, Matty. So strong sense yeah. of community. So you, you, your shop can be closed, but there's enough rice and a bit of fishing and... Uh, and, and they, they keep their social structure and community structure together. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really big factor. And, and 
fortunately, you know, they didn't have many, um, you know, they didn't have government handouts like, like we did. Mm. Um, but, you know, I was drilling the taxi driver, trying to get a little bit of understanding. What do people feel? What's the feeling associated towards the government? How have they dealt with it? And, you know, he's saying 50-50, mm. you know, 50-50. People are, some people are grateful, some people are pissed off, you know. Um, but he was saying that um, if you have a government job, you got funding, you got protected. They did look after you. If you had someone in your family who had a government job, you got looked after. Mm. It was possible to apply for the things and, mm-hmm. and you could be looked after. If you didn't have someone in your family who had a government job, you were hung out to dry and it was fend for yourself. And he said, the thing is that we all have each other's back. So if you didn't have a government job, you didn't have someone in your family with a government job, then you would get help from your community. There would always be food. They would take care of the rice. Um, people would check in. Mm-hmm. Um you're going back to a home, you know, with 10 people in it, minimum. You know, you've got grandparents, you've got parents, you've got the, the this generation of kids. Or the two, they're the ones that are struggling the most because they're the ones that make money from tourism. Mm-hmm. The two generations before, they they remember making very little money from rice and, and from farming. farming. So the kids are going back to the families and the families are going, okay, we got this. We can do this. We can survive. We know what to do. So there's this generational thing where they're supporting each other and and now that's opening back up these guys are hungry and they're going to start making money and share it with the the family so there is this this level of protection afforded through community but yeah it it did um yeah as you said i think that's the defining factor that they come together um during something like this and even even when there's rules that they can't, they live in houses with tenants. So a lockdown is with, you know, 10, 12 mm. people. Um, so mm. very curious. I'm very curious. Really, really, really good. Really good. Hey, what about you, Janesh? What's been, what's been happening in your world? Um, in my world, I think, oh, mate, the funny thing is when you go to let go of something, right, it's so, it's, it's fascinating. It's liberating, but it's also... Um, it just it just comes back to you, which is really interesting. What did you let go of? Um, so put out a couple of um, uh, like quotes for a couple of coaching things, right? And then thought thought you know when you thought you had it, and then you're like, oh no, no, and then I was like, fuck, all right, you know it's okay, it's fine, don't need it, it's all right, and you just kind of accept and you let go of it. Um, then it comes to you and then it comes um, and yes. that's been like super exciting actually I think more exciting because you I'm more detached I'm like yeah I'm like because I've already let go of it I've gone are you sure all right let me maybe um, I don't need it anymore but sure all right yep and then it's so so more it's such more excitement and uh, and build up because you're not expecting it it's not a it's not a want anymore it's like a, oh cool this kind of it feels like it's fallen in your lap. I know there's pre work to not actually be falling in your lap, but it feels like it because you've detached. Like, oh, this is not going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. So a couple of those uh, instances in this last week, which has been nice, it's been exciting actually. Um, that's been good. I and mean, mate, since last episode, the Achilles is feeling good. It's feeling so good. 
we talked about kind of identity in the last episode and uh, Achilles is feeling good, no uh, no pain in the movement, back running, which is nice. Um, so it feels good and um, it's a good uh, – yeah, this time around Easter, it's a, it's flex time for me where it's it's not super crazy. It's like things are getting done but it's like it's somewhat holiday mode, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Like that's why the other day we were able to catch up for brekkie. It was great. I was like, you know what? That's good. Let's um, Monday's this Monday's not going to be crazy. Um, but made me also fact go, How do I have that now all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the letting go, Janesh. I I completely relate to that as well. Isn't it interesting how? Often the planning, the preparation, it's all been done in the in the lead up, mm. and then when there's that let go of oh well, I've done all I can do. Sometimes there is that rush in of what? It just feels like it happens. Mm. That's been my sense here with the prep and the stress and the and and then there's this beautiful where you get to feel it, you embody it, and you're like wow. Um, it doesn't have to always be hard work. Mm. Though, it, though, it, though it was, you've still done the work, but there's that emotional letting go. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds really cool, man. That's exciting that some things are landing in the lap. Mm. I have a, a question around, um, yeah, what's going on in Melbourne? What have I missed? Have there been some more updates? So you said that um, the masks have been lifted. Are there any other rules that have been... been On. Do I still have you both? Hold on, Maddie. Maddie, you're breaking up for me. Recording in progress. Hello, I'm back. Yeah. Um, I thought you just. Deliberately cut out Ben's plug. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it was like, um, nah, it was just, it all frozen. So, Ben, sorry, as you were. Oh, sorry, I'll, I'll just start again. Uh, you were Dr. Ben. <laughs> health Matters, 98.7 on the dial, making health matter to the Mornington Peninsula. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, and they've got a lecture, right? We're Mornington Peninsula Radio. We are the, we are the radio station. If you want to connect with the Mornington Peninsula from Frankston through to Portsea, it's the electorate of Flinders. Literally, from Frankston through to Portsea is the electorate uh, of Flinders. So is your show turned into political now? A political show now? The election's coming? I guess your health matters have turned into a bit of a political show? Uh, well, it could. Uh, <laughs> it, it may not because we have, I think, seven candidates here in Flinders. Liberal Labor, we've got our... Um, Good mates, the Liberal Democrats. We've got uh, United Australia Party. Uh, we've got Greens. Uh, we've got a couple of Independents. Uh, uh, I've reached out to all of them to say, "Hey, would yeah. you like to come on the show?" Mm. Uh, what I mean, why wouldn't you want to be on community radio? I reckon if I was a local candidate, I'd want to be on every week. Yeah, yeah. for free, right? To talk to literally the community of Flinders. 
no one's responded. What do you mean? No one. No one has said, oh, we'd love to come on uh, community radio. Uh, so I pushed again because uh, I'd love to have them on to talk about health. And uh, so um, uh, and I, I, I rang one of them, Despy. Uh, I can't think of Despy's second name right now, but her website has got her mobile number. She's an independent, a fully independent. Uh, so I rang Despy. She answered the phone. And wow. Despy's coming in Thursday. Oh, nice. She's the only person that has uh, responded. I've reached out to um, a contact that got me into a contact uh, in the Labor Party. I'm uh, sorry, the Liberal Party. Um, and they are interested, but they need to check with Liberal HQ to see if they're allowed to talk. Allowed to talk on their... Yeah. That's fascinating. So most of the candidates are being gagged by the party um, in case they say, say something, something wrong. like friend of Mr. Albanese. But how do you, how do you expect to... Oh, again... Well, this may be a layman question, but how do you expect to get the votes or get the people to know you if you're not going to talk and you're not going to talk on community radio, you're not going to talk somewhat candid? Um, fuck, no one's going to know you. An Marketing, no Nash. Marketing, yeah, ads, smear yeah. campaign, it's not really win yeah. on the ads. Yeah. I guess, you know, you can you can uh, frame an ad, you can pitch an ad how you, how you like. Um, uh, but you know the local candidates, they don't have that. They don't have that spend. Mm. Uh, so interesting, really interesting. So it'll be see. It'll be interesting to see whether they've only got four weeks to get on the show. Um, and it doesn't have to be just my show. They could reach out to the radio and be on all sorts of shows. Um, uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, so the election. That's what's happening at the moment. Um, in uh, in Melbourne, mate. Well, around Australia, of course. Mm. The election is set for so Mr. Morrison has, has picked the date and it is what date is the election? Four weeks, five weeks, four or five, five weeks. weeks. Yeah, we, we should probably know now because yeah. I was political in. Uh, <laughs> sorry, but I do know unemployment's at four percent and the cash rate is two percent, <laughs> um, which our potential other prime minister didn't know. Uh, and petrol, which our current prime minister didn't know, is about a dollar ninety-five to two dollars ten. It's gone down a bit. Okay, it's gone so down. It's come, it's come down from two eighty-eight. Yes, yes. Yeah, I filled up the other day for dollar ninety-seven. I think it was. That's pretty good. Mm. So, uh, uh, you know what's disturbing? Sorry to cut you off. When uh, people say that's pretty good. Because they've been hit with two fifty for like a month or whatever it is, and then we go, "Oh, grateful for a dollar ninety seven, less than two dollars." Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's vendor conditioning. Yeah, that's vendor. Hundred percent. And then, and then you have what? What great timing to call an election when you take away the twenty two percent tax and people go, "Thank you, thank you for helping us." It's interesting the games that go on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that it'll be election, election, election conversations uh, in our uh, in our media, which is good because it amuses the masses mm. um, and takes their mind off COVID uh, for a while. And, yeah, and Ukraine, I guess, and Russia, yeah, yeah. and the World War Three. But we need a, a reprieve. That's what we need. We need a royal wedding. Yeah, to, to spark it up, right? Uh, but do you think? 
Do you think during this election time there will be some, or they're going to stay away from it, some hard questions about pandemic restrictions, COVID, heart attacks, all of that? I think, I think there's going to be away? questions around Will Smith slapping <laughs> um, Chris, Rock. Chris Rock. I think they're going to... I think they're going to dive into that and really dissect what's happening in Hollywood and, and the fall of um, the the Oscars. I think I think that'll take up a good three weeks. Mm. <laughs> what is with that? I mean, it, see, that's a reflection of um, people don't want to don't want to think about the big things. They don't want to do deep thinking. They want to do superficial thinking. Uh, when I saw that, it came up in my Facebook feed. I spent about two minutes in the morning on Facebook, um, just and I flicked through, and I flicked for about two minutes, and then at the end of two minutes, I, I shut it down. And I was flicking, and it, there was this Will Smith thing. It just like it, it was just post after post, and I'm thinking, I just like it, it, eventually I went, okay, what what is this Will Smith? What is this thing, right? And I went, well, okay, well, it was in good or bad, whatever, whatever your opinion is, but it was at the Oscars and like, really, like, who cares? Mm. But yeah. uh, it was a big story for the media and a big story around the world and everyone's been talking about it. Um, and I guess it just shows the shallowness of where people are at. No one wants to have the big conversations. Like, why is my feed not absolutely full of the Ukraine? Mm. Mm. Why is it not full of that? Yeah. And all the other atrocities or whatever else is occurring, will slapping someone across the face is hardly an atrocity that mm-hmm. deserves. Yeah. Mm. Well, even like new, newsworthy, right? Like pe- things that people are gonna, oh, you know what? Or like a healthy debate or a healthy question about, like where um, there's a there's a rise at the moment, which is it's interesting because it hasn't. It's come up a little bit in mainstream media but not a lot of um, a lot of AFL players having some heart complications and other associated complications going on and um, I saw a snippet of the Sunday footy show they were openly talking about it right um, and that you you would think uh, they've talked about less and it's and it's spread it's spread through mm-hmm. papers it's spread through other news channels and this is uh, the whole panel is talking about it, like openly, and it's the first time I've seen it openly in mainstream media. Going, oh, this is there's too many of these to be a coincidence. Um, there's too many of these to um, to be something, and they're all. And it's really interesting. They're saying, look, we're not anti-vaxxers. We've got all of our our booster jabs and all of that. We've got it. But can someone look into this? Can Excuse me. Can someone go? Why are these uh, young players having heart problems? Why are they getting pulled off the field? Uh, there was another condition. Um, retired player Matt Lloyd was talking about. So he had, uh, and he's still recovering from. But he said, "Look, um, a lot of the wards in South Australia have a lot of patients in it, but they're not classified as a as a side effect." And he goes, "It might be a side effect. It may not be." He goes, "But it's not." debated it's not kind of put in anywhere and uh oh yeah a friend sent me that and i was like how did this not get in the paper and i'm like uh but will smith is in the paper um but i'm like how like um it's it's like and you think that our country is very much sport and melbourne is very much sport um it would be plastered over the back pages over over herald sun on a monday morning but nothing 
which is yeah mm. fascinating but again not surprising to to a little bit benny yeah. you're on you're on mute I, I take, benny you're on mute speaking of woke uh, i think it, it would be a bit of fun for us to kind of just uh, mix up this little podcast a little bit. I'd love to just do a little screen share of something yeah. and get your get your opinion on this. And it'll, of course, it'll play through. The audio will play through. Um, if you could give me sharing right Yeah, gotcha. Go, go for it. I think an interesting conversation. This is Chris Kenny from, uh, from Sky News. His opinion around an episode that occurred literally one week ago in Australian Parliament uh, where a senator asked a question around uh, please define what a woman is. Uh, and he asked that to our head uh, health officer in the country. Listen to this. Apparently. The bureaucrats and doctors, I expect, will get back to the Senate with an answer about what constitutes a woman and what... Oh, sorry, let me just back a bit. Life-saving operations even on babies before they're born. But we are flummoxed by the most basic question of human biology. Have a listen to Liberal Senator Alex Antic at a Senate hearing yesterday. Can someone please provide me with a definition of what a woman is? <coughs> Department of Health. Definition of a man. Definition of a woman. Anyone? Pretty basic. Basic stuff. Professor Murphy. <laughs> I think there are... Professor Brendan Murphy was formerly the nation's chief medical officer. Now he heads up the Department of Health, and he has to take that question on notice. Apparently, the bureaucrats and doctors, I expect, will get back to the Senate with an answer about what constitutes a woman and what constitutes a man. It goes on, and here's just one more during the Supreme Court confirmation here in the U.S. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Mm, not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition? She's not a biologist, so she can't answer that question. Hey, this is the absurdity. Uh, interesting. Wow. What are your thoughts on that, Maddie? I'd, I'd be curious. I, yeah, it says a lot without saying a lot, doesn't it? Mm. When you, when you take away, yeah, it's actually very depressing. It is. Hey, so I'm curious, what is uh, your definition of a woman and a man, Maddie? starting with you? We might go around the room. Um, I'm going to have a crack, you know? Yeah. I feel like I got this. Uh, I think, um. I think a woman, biologically speaking, is a creature. <laughs> look, at him, look at him trying to be as broad as possible here. This is out of class. Just, just so you remember, this is not the politically correct. Yes. This is the out, out of class. class. Yeah. Um, 
I think that that's the point, though, isn't it? That you just there's so much fear and mate, you, you, you know, you're you're not you're answering like a politician, mate. Just answer the fucking question, please. This is not the Senate inquiry, mate. Yes, this mate. You part. can't take this on notice. Answer the question. What is your definition? I'm going to handle this one. No, nah, you're first, mate. The um, I'll go first, you pussy. <laughs> a woman can give birth if she chooses. There it's you pretty. go. A woman can give birth, uh, and a man. Uh, has sperm that he can give to the woman to fertilise the egg so that she can give birth. Full stop. That's a man and that's a woman. Now, you can be like a woman if you want. You can think like a woman. You can want to be a woman. You can dress like a woman. But if you can't give birth, you are not a woman. Full stop. And if you can't provide sperm... And sometimes we can't provide sperm as men, but you know, you understand what I'm saying. If you can't provide sperm, you're not a man. Full stop. Now you can be, be want, want to be a man. You can dress like a man. You could look like a man, but unless you have a penis and can donate sperm, you're not a man. It's pretty simple. It's been around for a very long time. In fact, humans been around twenty, sorry, two hundred thousand years. And that has not changed. And it's not going to yep. change in the last three years because of the woke left. Um, so back to you guys now that uh, you were pussies and I had to come forward. <laughs> um, I, um, I, yeah, I definitely I felt the pressure. Yeah, isn't it interesting? Yeah. yeah. That, that idea of not offending is taking away our ability to communicate next. Um, to be honest, to be authentic, to be real, because we're terrified. I felt it, terrified that we're going to offend or, or do something wrong. The doing something wrong stops us from doing anything at all. Mm. Mm. It's, mm. It's, it's fucking crazy. Mm. Yeah, and the idea that you you have to outsource something to someone more qualified to give the answer. Um, He's the chief health officer in Australia. He is the health department secretary. He's his is pretty much as high as it goes when it comes to health. And he, I mean, and this is basic and this is basic, basic anatomy. Mm. It's pretty simple, right? It's like defining what's an arm, you know, what's a head. Um, so, uh, so Matt's avoided the answer. Yeah. So to you, to you, Janesh. I would say, um, I'm going to give you a round answer, right? So it is, uh, there's two definitions, two ways you can clarify a definition of a woman, right? I think primarily it would come down to an individual and uh, what they identify as, what they want to be identified as. But there's also a biological sensor as well, right? As you said, in terms of uh, giving birth and a man um, being able to produce uh, sperm, right, to impregnate impregnate um, someone else that can give birth, right? So, but my question is then if if someone, for whatever reason, cannot give birth, right, for medical reasons or whatever, does that mean they're not a woman, right? I would say, for me, that would say no, they still are women if they're choosing to identify as one. Um, but biologically, um, they are probably still a woman, right? Um, biologically... Uh, biologically, they may still be a man, 
um, by kind of chromosome definition, so to speak, but they're identifying as a woman. So I think there's two. There's two in terms of what do you, what does an individual identify as um, due to a, a range of range of factors. I think that comes to an individual level, but also the uh, a biological definition of it as well, um, mm. which is which is interesting because the the swimmer. A swimmer on the collegiate level that just won a title um, was the first uh, um, transgender um, swimmer, right? That went from um, Is that a man? Is that uh, a born a male, um, gone through uh, hormone therapy and now identifying as a woman, uh, competing uh, at a national level in a wom- as a woman. Right, so which which is fascinating uh, for a whole another whole whole bunch of reasons, um, but I think yeah, my my answer would be mm. what you would identify as. And there's two versions of it. I think what do you identify as, and what you and what um, what biological as well, um, mm. which again are two different things, and I don't think they can. One doesn't necessarily trump the other, um, but they're both at times in contention with each other. And that's why people are at times go, hey, look, but your your chromosomes say this, but you're identifying this. This doesn't make sense. Um, I think that's why a lot of kind of public debate kind of makes it um, just makes it makes it deeper. It's not as a as a simple answer. But there, and I think I'm just going to just on this matter. There is biologically speaking between if you have a man who biologically is a man and he um, identifies as a man. You have a woman who's biologically a woman and identifies as a woman. There's your man and woman, yes? Sure, yeah. Sure. If I compare this man and this woman biologically, they're different, yeah? Like we know men tend to have a bigger heart, bigger lungs, bigger organs in general, bigger muscle mass, bigger... You, you just that's just one way of measuring the difference, yeah? Mm-hmm. They do have bigger organs. That's mm-hmm. not contested. You get an average man and an average woman and you compare them, there's there's consistent differences, mm-hmm. yeah? And we agree. If that man and that woman then have, um, you know, biologically still the same, but identify as a woman and a man, switch, switch the identities, the biology doesn't change. So when you're talking about sport and equity in sport and fair competition, there is a problem. Mm. And I think that's where you see a huge amount of, and rightly so, questions that people want answered. And I think that's why, yeah, it becomes very tricky when we're dealing with um, political correctness and having to communicate something that is an idea that we've been taught to communicate, you know what I mean, and 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 it is it's a challenging topic because you don't want to offend people, but there, that can't be contested. There are differences, mm. and if you're an athlete and a swimmer, that's a big difference. If you've got a bigger lungs, bigger heart, bigger, that's an advantage, surely. Mm. The question is the those that potentially um, do not uh, identify as either. Right, um, what, and they want to compete at sport, right? Which one do they do? 
which 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 uh, which category do they do? It's like there's not globally uh, there is not a a third third sector, um, yeah. and I'm not sure. Maybe there should be. Maybe, um, but there is no third sector. Maybe we just have a handicap. Mm. You know, like everyone competes in the same arena, and you get a handicap based on. Well, not even based on your sex, but no, based, based on, on prior performance. Prior performance. Yeah, like say for yeah. example, the stall, the stall running stall. event, right? It's a pretty big running event. Uh, in stall, they run on the grass track. It's was on the movie Break Morant, and uh, it's actually running this weekend. It is a, it's a handicapped event, right? So you're running that hundred meters, but you might only be running. 400 meters or 600 meters and someone else is running the full 800 but you're running so they have male and female they do oh, it- for the for interesting for the the kids division so under 18s they do and it's all staggered so a 10 year old is going up against a 16 year old so a male, male and female male and female male and female do you, yeah and how do you work out how much to take off them their prior performance, their qualifying times. Okay, and the goal here is to have everyone take the physical differences out, and then it's just mindset. Yep, and then it's race. So it's like based on your. And that's what we're measuring. It's who can dig the deepest, and we're trying to mitigate some of the physiological um, advancements. But then, why why would you train? Mm. Because you train for an edge, but if you're mm. going to take away that edge. Then really, all we're measuring is who's got the most mental fortitude, who can push the hardest. We're taking away a, a component of sport because it's if you train harder than everyone, you get a physiological advantage um, and a mindset. So that exists though in in so many different other sporting arenas. I think though, can I say I feel like, and I'm conscious of time, but I feel like we've got off topic a little bit, which is the definition of a man and a woman. And I think for me, and maybe it's I'm just showing my age, but um, I, there is the, my biological definition of woman. That is, you can you have the potential to give birth, and then there's like a woman. Mm. Yeah, it, it'd be like I, I feel like you know, it it'd be like me putting a footy jumper on and some footy boots and kicking around a footy and saying I'm an AFL footy player. I'm not. I'm like an AFL footy player, and 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 I'd like to be able I like to be able to kick a footy, and you know, but I'm not an AFL footy player. I can identify like like I'm like one, and I I, I want to be one, and I feel like one, but I'm not an AFL footy player. So, uh, so let's 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 create that category. I wonder of I'm like a woman or I'm like a man. But I am not a man. I do not have a penis, and I do not have a uterus. Mm. Where do you, how do you feel about uh, that? Or am I just old? Is this, is this a well, that grew up with men and women that were really defined? I feel like it was simpler then, and I'm in the process of making my life as simple as I possibly can because I know that that creates a huge amount of. Oh, it just affords you a lot of things. The more complicated things become, the harder everything becomes. So, you know, I'm in a position where I can say, yep, that suits me. But I appreciate that that's going to offend a lot of people. And this podcast 
it's going to come up again. I'm angry. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 again, easy for me to say, but I don't know how someone can get offended because we're not saying at all less respect. We're not saying at all less privilege. We're not saying at all less status. We're not saying, we're we're not saying at all that human. anyone's less than anyone else. Mm. We're just stating like a biological fact mm. that an arm is not a leg. Mm-hmm. I, tell, I tell you what, just on that, I had a really curious thought. As we move into this new world, um, you know how we have specified for many, many years, hundreds of years, male toilets, female toilets. We've always done that. Um, I wonder what will happen if we just put toilets. Well, will you there be one, lines of people? There's a, federate, there's a federation square, have a toilet. I feel Maybe. like there's going to be lines of people who are confused. who are like, oh, I don't know whether I should go in there because... Mate, no one's telling me which toilet it is. No, we have and a uh, we have a neutral. We have a neutral toilet. It uh, seems like the simplest approach moving forward. Yeah, we just doesn't it? Yeah, and it says neutral. It doesn't toilet. even say uh, doesn't say unisex. It says neutral. This is a neutral why, toilet. Why? If you need to go to the toilet, anyone can use this. Mm. So you have to specify that it's neutral. Yeah, it's- because because people come and ask. People come and ask. That's and my like, point. Isn't the psychology interesting? If you just put toilet and you don't tell people that anyone can use that toilet, nah, people go, like I'm not lining up. I am not lining up. <laughs> hey, mate, actually, on the last podcast, you did line up for a toilet, mate. You uh, you did the shuffle because you needed to poo after your coffee. <laughs> and you did the, oh, someone, I'm going to go sightseeing. Someone's already in there. You did line yeah. up. Uh, I did line up, but that was number two. But as a man... I don't line up for number one. But if you had gone to the other toilet, you would have been fine. It was just a toilet. I t- I, right? I tell you what as well, um, there's a lot of girls who would say they don't want to go to a boys' toilet. You know, they they don't want to go there. We're and everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's a very interesting, very interesting debate you bring up. And it may, yeah, just watching that, that video, yeah, it says a lot without mm. anyone here, well, without me being able to articulate a, a, a good response. But, but it feels like they can't be they can't be honest. They can't be – there's no honesty. There's no uh, – they don't even want to open it. They don't want to even open that, like, hey, look, this is what it is. This is where – this is what uh, – even what we said, just have a healthy discussion on it. Uh, because they're like, oh, as soon as I say this, I'm going to be held to it. And there's no discussion. There's no like, hey, uh, I'm going to be labelled as that person, right? In either way they go, either way they go, it's going to be like the the feeling of it's not being great to them. And it's like this, they can't be, they can't be congruent. They're just in a people pleaser mode. And I think as you say, you just kind of, yeah, umming and ahhing, as you said, Matt, and then you just end up doing nothing. Well, it's because we have a, a woke left-wing um, PC media. Mm. You know, if anybody speaks out, our PC media is on it. Uh, First to judge and, and vilify. And, and that's what makes spaces like our podcast so awesome. And that's what's making other podcasts really awesome because we're opening up a space for debate. Mm. And we're saying, look, we'll say something that's going to offend someone. And if you can educate us and and teach us, then we're happy to adopt that. We're, we're about mm. learning. We're about 
community, about connection. We don't want to offend and hurt people. We want to bring people together. Mm. We want to, and and that means saying the wrong thing. Mm. And that to- means. Yeah. And talking about and, things and being, that people don't want to talk about, right? People go, oh, we can't yeah. really talk about that. I'm like, why the fuck not? You're thinking about it, so let's talk about it. Mm. You're thinking about it, so let's talk about it. And isn't it true that when we talk about things, we sometimes get them more clear in our head. We mm. become more certain. We become better. Better people. Mm. So let's talk about it and, and <coughs> let's try and work our way through this minefield of madness we've created. Mm. 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 And, and uh, allowing people to, to share their opinion without shutting them down. And we saw um, in the last two years with people that didn't want to toe the line when it came to vaccination, uh, when it came to mask wearing, where it came to social distancing, uh, people had, if anyone had a different opinion, they were labelled anti-vaxxer, anti-government, uh, they were labelled conspiracy theorists, um, you know, whereas, you know, we didn't give people the opportunity across big broad platforms from Google to Facebook mm-hmm. to our government, you weren't allowed to speak out. Mm. You weren't allowed to think differently. You weren't allowed right. to think differently. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah. which feels North Korea. It does. Yep. It does. And, yeah, and that and that kills ingenuity, doesn't it? That kills the advancement of a society because, as we were saying before, learning comes from failure, from getting it fucking wrong. Mm. How do you learn and develop and grow without making mistakes? If everyone's paralysed with fear of offending and making mistakes, then we don't grow, we don't advance, we don't become better. And, and look, you know, humans, our current society was built on debate. It was built mm. on philosophical discussion. You know, from Roman times to before, people sat around and debated uh, beliefs, values, yeah. systems. Uh, that that ability to do that has now disappeared. Mm-hmm. Scientific debate was it, it's a it's a cornerstone of, of where we are right now. That's disappeared. Right. That's science, rigor, mm. discussion. I remember. I mean, I'm not a scientist, but I remember studying science at school, basic, and discussion is one of the scientific methods. Mm. It comes just before conclusion. <laughs> Where's the fucking discussion? Oh, good point, Matty. You, do, you are a scientist. Right? It's, um, we, we, they go straight to the conclusion. There's no discussion. It's, uh, let's, not, let's not bring this up for debate. Let's just conclude it. This is the, yeah. There's no hypothesis. We will, hypothesis straight to yeah. conclusion. No experiment. Fuck that. Nope, nope, nope. This is the way. And, and hey, hey, hey. We're the experts. We've concluded this. Yeah. Mate, you're the, you're the expert that can't say what a woman is. So, And yeah. we just uh, said, uh, look, take care of a pandemic, but you can't say what a woman is. Good expert. Yeah. So in, in concluding, uh, which is a nice to wrap up, uh, your conclusion, Manny, I'm curious, uh, if you were to wrap up today's podcast, take homes for the, uh, for the viewing listeners. Mm, I, I think that we were, we were getting a bit of flow there at the end that, Let's encourage discussion. Let's not be scared to say the wrong thing because that's how we learn and grow. And I'm totally prepared for people to leave comments and to say, you know, whatever they like and and educate me. Help me become better at being able to communicate, become a more caring, more connected individual. Um, I think that's the big takeaway. And I'm going to be thinking about that today. How can I communicate my truth 
and and share my knowledge and and get it wrong and be allowed the opportunity to say things that might be wrong without being vilified and judged hardcore. That would be my takeaway. And, and I would encourage, and maybe the answer is to just speak your truth, to have the courage. And, and, and maybe if enough of us do that, maybe there'll be a shift. Mm. What do you think? Nice, mate. Mm, yeah, I think that um, that don't to be uh, don't worry about getting it right in conversation. I think um, if you don't worry about getting it right, and again, going back to like a uh, not childish but childlike mentality, um, they don't worry about getting it right. They just have a go, and they have a go in conversation. They say some. They say sometimes the most truthful things but the adults don't want to say, but they've got no filter and they say it in such a genuine way that no one um, no one gets angry at them, right? And you're like, oh, fuck, I wish, I wish we could articulate things that way and in a childlike I, way. I love that. Like, so in a childlike way. With love in their heart, don't yeah. they? Is it's that, so, that's the it's so na- love in their heart. Yeah, and asking a question or saying something so not even innocent that I think – uh, people hold on to, or if they do got to say something, I think they they say it with all these undertones, right? So I think my takeaway is speak, uh, let's communicate childlike. Um, don't think childlike because that's you're already doing that, but you're not saying it. I think try and f- okay to fail forward in conversation. Um, and I would say try this week, try it in um, in, a, in your close circle, right? Tr- try it with uh, in a, in a safe space that you deem with the close circle. You go, all right, I'm gonna, or don't usually talk about this, but give it a shot. And whoever that circle may be, I reckon you would say your close circle, Janesh, because uh, your close circle has flexibility. Hmm. Uh, they're anti fragile. They are people who who do not take stuff personally because they have a sense of self worth. Uh, they have a sense of belonging. They have a sense of certainty. So I would rather than uh, – well, I love what you guys said, by the way, which is to speak your truth. I would just be – I would say my take-home for our listeners is to listen openly. Listen without judging, not the person speaking it, but to listen without judging you. Because most times that people bite back, most times that people bark uh, and take offence is they took it personally. They took offence, and that's a choice. So I wonder if uh, our listeners were to choose just to listen openly, Mm. uh, to hear what the person's saying. Not necessarily agree, Mm -hmm. but to seek to understand, as our good friend Stephen Covey, Seven Habits are Highly Effective, he said, first seek to understand, then seek to be understood. Uh, So my take-home for our listeners is to maybe listen openly to take an anti-fragile approach, and that is to become stronger and fitter and faster because of someone that may have a different opinion to you rather than be uh, fragile and bite back. Mm. That's it. That's a wrap. Leave it By the way, up in the corner there, that's my wife, uh, my daughter, female, my other daughter who's a female. Mate, move your, move, your, move your camera up a little bit. We can oh, listen. it. Son who's a male. So that's me, male, daughter, female, wife, female, son, male, daughter, male. So you're almost qualified to answer that question because you've created both men and women. Correct. Correct. 
Correct. I have I haven't created either, which is maybe I stumbled at the first hurdle. You well, boys, both parents, not that you know of, or that you're willing to admit. <laughs> Thanks I'm for listening, everyone. Camping. Enjoy uh, yourself. Manny, I love you in in Lombok. Uh, just so good. Uh, it's it's making my heart sing today. It's made my day. Till next time, oh, boys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. If you like this episode and want to know more and hear other episodes, head over to lifelonglearnerpodcast.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter where you'll be the first to know when new podcast episodes come out. And if you want to say hello, tell us a joke or ask us a question, send us an email at hello at lifelonglearnerpodcast.com. Thanks again.